G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. An update today on developments around Christians in the Taliban-dominated nation of Afghanistan. We recently heard of an urgent initiative trying to get 260 people out of Afghanistan whose lives were at risk. Now, Since the Taliban assumed power in Afghanistan, Christians have gone into hiding. They've lost their jobs. They have no access to even basic provisions like banking. It's reported that a number have been captured and even killed. Voice of the Martyrs has a campaign to get 260 vulnerable people out of Afghanistan. Let's get an update with Tony Benjamin, who is CEO of Voice of the Martyrs in Australia. Tony, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. Tony, our Afghan brothers and sisters, uh, they're at breaking point. How do you describe their circumstance? Neil, I would describe their circumstances as dire at the moment. and. You know, we're finding that the global challenges since the Taliban have taken over have been exacerbated because the the world or the Western world doesn't trust the Taliban. And the Taliban have proven that to be true recently with uh, forcing women to cover up their faces and stopping girls from attending school and getting an education and so on and so on. So their treatment of Christians is equally bad and it's the bad old ways that have surfaced again and all of the information we're getting back however sporadic is pointing to that situation being very true sadly and it's not just christians who are suffering under the taliban although there are some specific things about being a christian in a heavily islamic nation but I've heard reports of people in the general population because things are so hard, uh, food is so rare, people resorting to selling their own children in order to obtain money for food. That is very true, Neil, and the world is all the Afghans are crying out for the world to support and help and do what they're doing. My understanding is that getting aid in there is extremely challenging even at this point in time. Everybody's trying to leverage something to be able to support it. Sadly, the people on the ground are suffering while all these negotiations are carrying on and nobody really wanting to succumb to the other in order for these people to get help. So it's become a quite a, a serious problem for the general population, more so even for the Christians who would be, be sent further down the line before any significant help would be able to get to them. And the world's media doesn't have a focus on here, perhaps because they can't get into Afghanistan, but because the oxygen's all just taken out because of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Any thoughts on the fact that there's just not much information getting out about the plight of Christians in Afghanistan? Look, I think, Neil, when you look at it, it's a situation where it's the same old, same old. We've had these problems for many, many years with Christians in the Middle East including Afghanistan. 
And I think somehow I think many people have hardened their hearts to this because it's just an ongoing problem that doesn't seem to have an end. Sadly, I think when we look at the bigger picture with Afghanistan and we look at the Middle East, you know, I look at it and I see uh, a big effort to eradicate any and all Christianity from that region. So this is quite a serious thing, you know. And I think when you look at the the small number of Christians that are left in Afghanistan, that's pretty much bringing Christianity to a close within that country. And that is a sad thing because nobody wants to stay. Everybody wants to leave because if they stay, they're going to get killed. This is the way it is there at the moment. So it's a difficult decision to make for anyone, no matter how firm or how strong your faith is, whether you're really going to stay knowing that all the odds are stacked up against you and the world really doesn't seem to care what happens to you. You know, where do you go from there? When you are seeking some sort of safe haven and perhaps the thought of getting across the border to somewhere that might be a little more friendly, uh, not everyone's found that even the neighbours of Afghanistan are as friendly as they thought they might be. That's very, very true. We had extreme challenges in getting visas even processed through organisations like the UNHCR because the offices in you know, in Pakistan are closed and then, then they're not processing and then there's problems with the senior um, Pakistani officials and all of these sorts of things. And, you know, let me remind you also that any processing that gets done anywhere, if anybody says they're Christian, they all of whom they're dealing with are Muslims there. So if anybody identifies as Christian, it's a problem. So... Even in trying to get out and getting to the right place, there are challenges in trying to get processed so they can get recognized by the UNHCR so they can get moved. So it's quite an intricate, complicated situation, and it's sort of trying to pick your moment to try and get these things done. In Australia also now we have a new government, so we are hoping and praying that the new government is empathetic to the plight of Afghans, although they have indicated that. We need to see if it's actually going to be the reality on the ground when we approach them with the situation of trying to process some of these 260 or 264 believers across to come to Australia. Some might have assumed that under a conservative government there might be some special preference given to people perhaps of Christian faith. Uh, Nobody wants to take sides, everyone wants to remain neutral, but so far as our new Labour government goes, have you heard anything on the grapevine? Is there any indication of refugee visas that might favour those Christians who are escaping persecution? We haven't heard anything lately, but before the election, we had spoken to both sides of politics. And let me say that um, the prospective incumbent who was earmarked for that position of immigration wasn't very happy to do it the way the Conservative government was doing it before. So we're glad that she lost and has moved on. But since the new incumbent has been announced, we are yet to see what they um, the decision is going to be on that. 
Tony, no doubt there's been some support coming in. You've got a wonderful support base here in Australia, people supporting Voice of the Martyrs and such a long history over now many decades. Uh, There's a thought that sometimes when you're supporting the persecuted church, you want to keep that remnant in place. But in this case, with these 260, uh, you've been saying there's no option. We just have to get them out. That's true, Neil, because of the challenging nature of what's happening. And sadly, many whom we've been in contact with, we no longer have any contact with, and we really don't know what's happened to them, whether they're in neighboring countries or where they're at. Um, The Taliban is being absolutely brutal with this, and I will make and have indicated in more than one instance that they will make an example of these people that have identified as Christians let alone um, the fact that they, most of them are Muslim background believers, which being an apostate in their brand of Islam is worse than anything else. You know, you're a traitor. So there's very little hope that they will get any fairness with the Taliban. And therein lies their challenge, because every other surrounding country there within the Middle East um, will not take them. So this has proven to be quite a dilemma and at the moment, their lives are, are not really lives. It's just an existence that they're um, eking out at the moment, moving from place to place just to just to remain safe with their families. They cannot set roots um, anywhere at the moment where they are. This is the sad reality of what's happening there. In Afghanistan itself, some will say, well, you've just got to give up that territory to the Taliban, but... Afghanistan, as I understand it, was actually an early Christian mission field and uh, the church flourished in Afghanistan. But these days there are no church buildings. Uh, The Taliban and the Islamic influence there has almost purged Christianity out of there. Does that mean that we need to actually redouble efforts to make sure that there is a Christian presence in Afghanistan? Look, I I would say yes to you with that. And I think we need to look at it's strategically not just funding a project, but what do we do to give Christianity uh, a, a fresh uh, set of roots in that region? What what needs to take place? How do we achieve that? I think it's so easy just to throw a dollar at it and think we solved the problem. We haven't really solved the problem, but I think where Christianity has had its roots in those um, in that region just to be eradicated and us just thinking it's going to be okay, I don't think that's the right way to approach it. I really think a long, hard think of how we have a lasting impact in that region to support and to uh, encourage the, the the spreading of our faith in those regions is the type of conversation that needs to be had at a far deeper level than just you know, let's let's fund the project there and let's feed somebody there. I think it goes way beyond that. And Tony, coming back to the 260 vulnerable Christians that you're trying to get out, has there been any uh, inroads? Has there been any successes? Uh, those who may have been able to cross the border uh, into some safe zones, has any of that happened yet? We have had a few, yes. Um, in a lot of cases, we're processing visas and processing uh, UNHCR applications um, for visas, for the approval, the security checks. There's a number of moving parts. Some of them don't have passports, so we 
working through getting proper identification so the security checks can be done. Many of these people, when they fled, just grabbed what they could and left. Passports were the last thing they were thinking of when they were told to leave in a hurry. So these are just some of the challenges that we're dealing with at the moment. And in one very, very sad case, we were processing a family and two of the family members said, no, 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 they, they're not going to go, you know, they will stay. They actually renounced their faith because of pressure from the other parts of the family and said they will not put Christian on their application. They, they're Muslims. They're going to remain that way. And that was very sad for us because for these people, the clock's ticking and time's running out and they're getting impatient. They've been hanging in the balance for months and months and months now. And it seems as though no help is coming and, you know, the focus is off them now. So it is a challenging situation even for those that we're trying to help at the moment. Um, so, yeah, that's the sum of the reality that's faced uh, by these poor people. Well, I think we can only try and put ourselves in the shoes of some of those vulnerable Afghan Christians and recognize that a little bit of support coming from somewhere outside of the nation might be so, so greatly appreciated, like treasure. Uh, Tony Benjamin, great getting your heartbeat on what's happening in development so far as these vulnerable Christian believers trying to get them to a place of safety. Uh, There'll be listeners who might like to follow this along and perhaps visit the website, get some more detail. Let me give the website for Voice of the Martyrs, vom.com.au. That's vom, Voice of the Martyrs, .com.au. And uh, Tony Benjamin, uh, I know you'll have uh, all sorts of funding uh, issues. Uh, coming to the end of financial year, there might be listeners uh, with a few extra dollars to spare. vom.com.au. Tony Benjamin, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you for your interest in this, Neil, and I would just encourage people to continue to pray as many of them have been doing, and thank you for the support, and thank you for your support for the work that we do. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 